0: Here's Tuesday's edition of Transformation Radio.
1: You'll come running into the arms of Jesus.
2: And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 1 through 20. Here is some of what we'll be reading about in today's scripture. Now, from Mark's Gospel, we learn that Jesus precipitated this conversation, this conversation we're about to read about, by asking the disciples what they had been discussing among themselves earlier. Jesus used a child to help his self-centered disciples get the point. We are not to be childish, you know, like the disciples arguing over petty issues, but childlike, with humble and sincere hearts. Now, in what areas of your life do you tend to struggle with childishness, And in what ways are you making progress with child-likeness? The disciples had become so preoccupied with the organization of Jesus' earthly kingdom that they had lost sight of its divine purpose. Instead of seeking a place of service, they sought positions of advantage. It's easy to lose our eternal perspective and compete for promotions or status in the church. It's difficult, but healthy, to identify with Children, you know, weak and dependent people with no status or influence. Now, children are trusting by nature because they trust adults. They're easily led to faith in Christ. God holds parents and other adults accountable for how they influence these little ones. Jesus warned that anyone who turns little children away from faith in Him will receive some severe punishment. Now, when someone wrongs us, We often do the opposite of what Jesus recommends. We turn away in hatred or resentment. We seek revenge or engage in gossip. By contrast, we should go to that person first, as outlined here today in Scripture. As difficult as that may be, go to them first. Then we should forgive that person as often as he or she needs. This will create a much better chance of restoring the relationship. And now let's begin our reading today, here in the New Testament. January twenty seventh, the New Testament, Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 through 20. About that time the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. Then he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. But if you cause one of these little ones who trusts in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. What sorrow awaits the world because it tempts people to sin. Temptations are inevitable, but what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting? So if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better to enter eternal life with only one hand or one foot than to be thrown into eternal fire with both of your hands and feet. And if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It's better to enter eternal life with only one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. Beware that you don't look down on any of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels are always in the presence of my heavenly Father. If a man has a hundred sheep, and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the ninety-nine others on the hills and go out to search for the one that is lost? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth he will rejoice over it more than over the ninety-nine that didn't wander away. In the same way, it is not my Heavenly Father's will that even one of these little ones should perish. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again, so that everything you say may be confirmed By two or three witnesses. If the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. Then, if he or she won't accept the church's decision, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. I tell you the truth whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. I also tell you this if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. Where we're two or three gather together as my followers? I am there among them. Psalm 22, verses 19 through 31. This is a plea from the psalmist to uh, entreat God to stay very close. God is our ever-present help in time of trouble, and we want Him to keep us safe. So we uh, ask the Lord to save us from violence. And then, when we do this, the psalmist says, I'm going to uh, tell other people who you are, especially my brothers and sisters. And even when I go to church, or in this case, the synagogue, I'm going to uh, proclaim you to all the assembled people. This psalm also talks about the fear of the Lord. You know, when you fear the Lord, you don't fear anything else. But if you do not fear God, there are a lot of other things to be truly afraid of. It's all about praise and fulfilling vows. That is making and keeping promises that we make to the Lord. And this psalm here today uh, talks about seeking the Lord and praising Him with hearts full of rejoicing and everlasting joy. It uh, talks about the rich here on this planet, uh, feasting and worshiping and bowing before God. He hears us when we pray, and He will act on our behalf. Psalm 22 Verses 19-31 through 31. O Lord, do not stay far away. You are my strength. Come quickly to my aid. Save me from the sword. Spare my precious life from these dogs. Snatch me from the lion's jaws and from the horns of these wild oxen. I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. Praise the Lord, all you who fear him. Honor him, all you descendants of Jacob. Show him reverence, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not ignored or belittled the suffering of the needy. He has not turned his back on them, but has listened to their cries for help. I will praise you in the great assembly. I will fulfill my vows in the presence of those who worship you. The poor will eat and be satisfied. All who seek the Lord will praise him. Their hearts will rejoice with everlasting joy. The whole earth will acknowledge the Lord and return to Him. All the families of the nations will bow down before Him. For royal power belongs to the Lord. He rules all the nations. Let the rich of the earth feast and worship, bow before Him, all who are mortal, all whose lives will end as dust. Our children will also serve Him future generations will hear about the wonders of the Lord. His righteous acts will be told to those not yet born. They will hear about everything He has done. Proverbs chapter 5, verses 15 through 21. Drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. Why spill the water of your springs in the streets, having sex with just anyone? You should reserve it, for yourselves never share it with strangers let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you rejoice in the wife of your youth she is a loving deer a graceful doe let her breasts satisfy you always may you always be captivated by her love why be captivated my son by an immoral woman or fondle the breasts of a promiscuous woman For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes.
3: Today's In Touch Devotion Today's scripture reading begins in verse 35 of Romans, chapter 8.
2: Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress? Or persecution or famine? Or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it is written, For your sake we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered.
3: Life is continually changing. Have you ever told yourself at times that if just a few pressing issues resolve, life will be calmer? But as soon as those problems are settled, a new challenge pops up. Even globally, we're in a constant state of flux. The economy rises and then spirals downward. The price of food increases. New conflicts flare up all the time. Since we live in a fallen world, trouble is part of our reality. Life will never settle down to the point that we can sail along with uninterrupted ease. Thankfully, God guides believers through times of turbulence. He is the Good Shepherd who constantly abides with His world-weary lambs. Jesus vowed to His disciples, I will not leave you as orphans, and His promise was fulfilled in the person of the Holy Spirit, who was sent to indwell and care for each of His followers. Paul poetically described the Spirit as a seal placed around believers until they're called to their heavenly home. In other words, he provides a protective barrier against evil forces desiring to snatch us from God's hand. In the verses leading up to today's scripture passage, Paul described his audience as the Lord's children. So let's be very clear that the promise of a holy, protective presence is only for those who receive Jesus Christ as Savior. No one's life will always be calm, but believers are assured of a companion in dark hours. You can be confident that God's goodness and love will surround you, and you will dwell in His house forever.
4: on the Ritz. Our God is an awesome God. There's thunder in his footsteps and lightning in his pist. God is an awesome God. And the Lord wasn't joking when he kicked him out of Eden. There wasn't for no reason that he shed his blood. His return is very close. And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He spoke into the darkness and created the light. Our God is an awesome God. In judgment and wrath He poured out on Sodom, the mercy and grace He gave us at the cross. I hope that we have not too quickly forgotten that our God is an awesome God. Our God.
0: Hi, my name is John Maxwell. Welcome again today to Minute with Maxwell. Robert York from Talent, Oregon. Boy, that's a nice place to be from, Robert. Talent, Oregon. I mean, it beats being from non-Talent, Oregon, I suppose. You've got a kind of a good start. He's self-employed, and he says, John, talk about the word thoughts. Very simple, my friend, Robert. Thoughts take time. I'm amazed at people who are either shallow in their thinking or who basically don't do much thinking at all. And I think I know why. To have a thought, it takes time. It has to mature. It has to uh, have a sense of being crock-potted and worked into a process of, of my heart and my mind and my soul. But I have come to the conclusion that my favorite people are thinking people. Now, I know that surprises you. You'd think maybe it would be leadership. But I love a person who can share with me in conversation thoughts that have been marinated, thoughts that have depth, thoughts that have length and breadth, thoughts that when they speak to my soul, they nourish it.
4: Castle to life I hold so close Oh God, I let it go I refuse to gain the world And lose my soul So take it all
3: I'm Caleb McFadden, 31 years old. I have a beautiful wife and four children. I was homeschooled. I quit doing my schoolwork when I was about 14, started working construction. When I was 19, I went to college and discovered partying. I started smoking pot and drinking every day. I did that for two semesters and I went home and discovered heroin. I became a heroin addict for the last 12 years. My wife and children have stuck by my side this whole way. I've been in and out of rehabs and back at the refuge here by the grace of God and I uh, found a peace like I've never known or never thought was even possible and just learning to let go and let God. It's been an awesome experience and I'm just grateful to God for the opportunity to be here and excited about the things and the plans that he has for me for the rest of my life and look forward to um, just serving him and building the kingdom.
4: My righteousness Oh God, how I need you Where sin runs deep Your grace is more Grace is found Is where you are Where you are my right just in Oh God, how I need is gone. You're the one who calls me on. You are the life. You are the fight that's in my soul. Oh, your resurrection power burns like fire in my heart. When waters rise, I lift my eyes up to your throne. Conquer chain is breakable with you we are victorious you are stronger than our hearts you are greater than the dark with you we are victorious not Stronger than Sin or to shame, we are defiant in Your name. You are the fire that cannot be tamed. You are the power in our veins, our Lord, our. it's what faith. for listening to today's podcast. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of Transformation Radio.